So much great Advertising Week content, so little time. Snackable AI is now helping you navigate podcasts like this one, event sessions, and other content with chapters, topic tags, and more. Find the insights that matter to you faster than ever before. Learn more at snackable.ai. The countdown to Google's deprecation of the third-party cookie is on. This impending shift has been greeted with apprehension by many, but with change comes an undeniable opportunity to invest in new approaches to understand audiences, value advertising, and measure results. In this special edition of Uncommon Thinking, recorded as part of our AW Advanced video series and presented by Quantcast, hear multiple perspectives on why this shift is an opportunity for innovation and growth. So, as the cookie crumbles, Learn how you can embrace innovation and enter the next chapter of advertising on the open internet. The time to prepare is now. My name is Ruth Mortimer and I'm the Global Managing Director for Education at Advertising Week. And I'm really delighted to be here today moderating this conversation about the cookie-less future. Now, we all know that Safari and Firefox have already sunset third-party cookies to track internet activity, and Google is going to be following suit in under a year. There's been a lot of conversation about the challenges for brands in gaining consumer insights without cookies, but so much less about the opportunities. And that's why we're here today. We really want to look at those opportunities. How can brands gain a competitive advantage through access to new audiences, inventory, and how they can apply those at scale right now and in the future. So first today, I'm going to have a conversation with Rohini Sen. She is the head of insights at Quantcast, and she's going to help us put those opportunities into context. And then I'm going to be talking to some agencies who are really leading the way in applying and understanding the cookie solutions in real life, which to me feels pretty exciting. So now, Rohini, it's great to see you. Thanks so much, Ruth. It's great to be here. Perfect. Well, maybe you could start off by explaining your approach to the cookie-less future. Absolutely. Um, so here at Quantcast, we actually have a very unique point of view in the marketplace by which we actually are bringing together a lot of different solutions that have become um, commonplace or have their names have become very common and we, this is a multi-signal approach, which is what's unique. And that's what we really mean by that interoperable um, approach that brings things together. And at the core of our solution is our first party data, where we have over 100 million tags, first party tags, which will still continue. I know it's exciting, right? Wow. So it's this great first party database. Um, that forms the core of our solution, but it's really does, we do not rest our laurels just on first party data. And we know a lot of people have talked a lot about first party data, but you can't rely solely on one solution. And that's why I was saying our solution is so unique because even with that, we invested in our consent platform leading the way for GDPR, but also in California and Canada and multiple states and global, globally as well in order to ensure that we are Enabling consumer privacy, that was from years ago, but then those data signals now as we face this cookie-less future, enable another data input into our model. 
And then our contextual approach as well. We have a very advanced natural language processing algorithm, which evaluates trillions of websites to create a very advanced contextual algorithm as well. And our AI, our artificial intelligence machine learning platform, bridges all of those th three things that I was bringing to, that I was just discussing in terms of our first party data, our consent data, our consent, our contextual data, all of that comes together from a Quantcast data asset perspective. And then I was referring to earlier our interoperability. When we have universal ID solutions or when cohort solutions will actually be able to bring those solutions into our solution and those data signals will actually only further enhance and further state uh, further um yeah further enhance our model in order to ensure that we continue to execute and measure with precision so really important things there were that it's this multi-signal approach that we're bringing to market. We are able to not just target, but also measure based on our data and leveraging what's in the marketplace and bring it all together. Okay. So um, for those people out there who think maybe I don't have such a good grip on this space as I should have as a marketer, tell us a little bit about how that's differentiated from everybody else out there. Absolutely. First thing I want to say to those people is you are not alone. Um, that's everybody right now. Things are changing every single week, pretty much. So you're not alone. Please feel free to raise your hand and ask questions. We have teams of experts standing by to help you um, navigate this landscape because it's very difficult. But importantly here is so in terms of the overall landscape, this thing changing all the time, right? We have changes in our technology. Um, every time your iPhone updates, pretty much the privacy and the data behind it in terms of what's being passed back in the advertising ecosystem is changing. And that means that a lot of solutions that if they're only tied to one data source, some of those can be crumbling very quickly. Um, the other big thing that's changing is I referenced privacy regulations just a minute ago with GDPR, CCPA in California. I mean, this is something that's constantly changing with different states, different countries, really adjusting their consumer privacy laws at different paces. We also have... Um, different adjustments in terms of what data we're getting access to from walled gardens. And often those walls are really just getting higher. The walls are getting higher and higher for each of the walled gardens. And across the board, we're seeing because of all of these realities in the marketplace, you mentioned it in your intro, Ruth, the, the third party cookie deprecation is just adding another element of what do we have access to? What don't we? Safari and Firefox, they're pretty cookie, went away a while ago. Chrome is coming up. What does that mean? Um, and then there's been a lot of different solutions put out there in the marketplace. You have the universal identifier solution, which essentially is really trying to replace third-party cookies with um, first-party data. So essentially connecting data almost in the same way we've been accustomed to, but relying on consumers to give up freely their email address, their phone number, something that is unique to them in order to you know, recreate that connective tissue. Um, 
obviously some challenges there because you're really relying on consumers to, to give that. And then you're relying on different publishers to share that in order to tie the ecosystem together. So we, we predict some scalability challenges with that, you know, that determined, that purely deterministic approach at Quantcast. If we, we want that to be a solid solution because that data set and that data output would only enhance our solution. So we really want all of these solutions to succeed in the marketplace because all of them really help further our data graph and our solution overall. So it's a great way to hedge your bets is to essentially ensuring that you're approaching this with a holistic point of view. Understand. And um, even though obviously Google pushed back um, that data bit, it sounds like you guys are already live in market today, testing things out. What have you learned so far? Oh, wow. Um, so much already. <laughs> we have been live with numerous clients. You're going to hear from some of them in just a couple minutes. So very excited about that. And they can tell you a lot more about the big wins. But from our perspective, early on, we came to the marketplace knowing that we wanted a solution that not just addressed targeting, but measurement as well. And we have been able to learn so much through our integrated targeting and measurement approach, because that's how we learn and how we optimize. So originally when we were executing with clients, we we're like, yes, our multi-signal approach works. You know, we're able to derive um, results from our first party data, from our contextual data by bringing them all together and ensuring that this model, um, you know, sometimes to, to, to the rest of us, these fancy AI models sound like gibberish almost because it's all these different data signals. But the proof was really in the pudding that we got results back through our measurement where we saw heavy skews towards iOS devices or towards um, iOS operating systems, Safari, and we saw skews towards Firefox. Again, not surprising when you're operating in Cookulous, but the real proof was in the pudding there where we got a lot of those results back. And then we started really focusing on performance. So first was the execution and measurement and getting that those foundations right. And then we'll, we moved on to improving our performance over time. And we have had because we've been such early entrants into the cookie space, we've had the ability to invest and invest some more in data storage, data algorithms in order to cluster the data and ensure that we are continuously unlocking more and more cookie inventory for our clients. And that is translating into performance in cookie spaces. So access to more audiences and access to lower CPAs. Got it. So that's some of what's happening now. Where do you think this is going? What What's going to come next in this space? There's, again, a lot. It's rapidly evolving every day. And no worries if people, if, if we're all trying to keep up. But I think one of the biggest things, I just mentioned measurement is, is critical. Um, one of the big questions we keep getting from clients is how do you verify Quantcast data with third party. And we are seeing some entrance into this marketplace, but we're marketplace, but we're really looking forward to more measurement partners catching up really to ensure that there's more transparency overall in the marketplace. Um, and that's from the overall industry as a whole. We're um, also obviously just ourselves at Quantcast, we're working on pushing the industry forward. And so 
We're going to be moving into more advanced measurement solutions. We're working with our clients. You're going to hear from some of them, like I said, but we're really working with them in order to ensure we're integrated um, hand in hand with their, with whatever internal measurement solution they're using. And we're also working on getting to deeper insights for anybody who is used to the Quantcast platform. You know that we, we develop insights with click of clicks of a button. And we really want that to take place in the cookie-less atmos- like atmosphere as well, which obviously we were prioritizing execution and getting up and running, but those deeper insights are definitely coming as well, which are going to be very different in cookie-less spaces versus cookied just by the nature of the, um, of the execution. Yeah, it's going, to be very, it's going to be very interesting to see what those insights are. I'd love to know before we wrap up here and speak to some of the agencies who are using this live to get a bit of a sense from them what it's like applying it in the real world. What would you recommend to the marketers, the brands, the agencies who are watching us now? Tell me, I don't know, four to five things that you'd recommend they do today. Sure. Or tomorrow, um, Rahini. They might not be able to. Yeah. <laughs> You have to do it today or tomorrow because day after tomorrow, I mean, poof, it's gone. Um, So, and and that's really the core of it is the four pieces overall are test, 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 and test. Um, And I really, I can't stress that enough because when I say resetting of benchmarks, I really mean it's not just, um, you know, trying out a new tactic. How data is flowing in our ecosystem is changing. And so the benchmarks and how you define success will automatically change. It's going to change um, based on how consumers, what kind of devices consumers are on, how they're browsing. I mean, there's just too many factors to even list. We've talked about so many of them through this time. Um, But it is definitely going to change. And really the question comes down to how prepared are you for those changes? Do you know where you're going to have to invest more? You're going to have to scale back investment against which which consumer clusters, which audience segments, against which tactics? And you only know that by trying and learning. And so that's really where I think I've mentioned it a couple of times that the ability to be able to target and measure in the same system is incredibly important to our clients in order to prepare for that new normal, that future that's awaiting all of us, but also to get ahead of their competition. The more you know now, the better it is for next year because you can walk into 2023 knowing what you need to do. Perfect. Well, you heard Rahini, don't wait for the day after tomorrow. You've got to test, 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 test now four times, not just once. Um, And thank you so much, Rahini, for summing up those insights there. And now I want to move the conversation on to the real world. We're going to hear from some agencies about how actually you apply Rahini's um, thinking about testing in that real world context. So now I'm going to be joined by three great guests, Taylor, Joseph and Justin. So thank you so much for joining us here today. Um, it would be great to hear a bit more about you. Maybe I'll come to you first, Joseph. Tell us a little bit about your background, who you are, and what you're responsible for. Thank you. Yes, my name is Joseph McKenna. I'm the head of programmatic at an agency called M6, and I work across our UK and worldwide clients, leading a team of 20 programmatic experts who deliver best-in-class programmatic solutions for a wide range of clients and brands. 
Okay, perfect. Well, you sound like the right guy to have for this conversation. So that's good news for us. Taylor, maybe you could introduce yourself for me and share a little bit about what you do. Yes. My name is Taylor Bentley. I am a senior programmatic media manager at PMG. I help lead both strategy and execution across a myriad of different clients. And I am excited to talk cookie list solutions today. Perfect. And we also have one of your colleagues joining us here today. Justin, introduce yourself. Tell us what you do. Um, and we're very excited to hear more. Yeah. Hi, I'm Justin Scarborough. I head up the programmatic team at PMG. Uh, I've been at PMG for about four years now, but been in the programmatic space for over a decade. And uh, my role is really to uh, both guide our, our strategy and our execution across, um, you know, a, a large number of clients, but then also make sure that we're working with some of the, the best partners and uh, the, the more innovative um, areas in the space in order to make sure that we're, we're driving our customers' business forward. So I'm excited and looking forward to talking about our experience in the space as well. Great. Well, we'll delve into that, but it would be really useful for the people who are watching this. One of the things people are always really interested in is what those different um, agencies do. So I'd love to hear just a little bit more from you maybe about what PMG does so we can understand when you're explaining what you do, how to put it in context. Yeah. So we're, we're a global independent agency um, working with a lot of brands who are pretty heavily focused on both digital transformation and e-commerce. And as a part of that, obviously, um, you know, being able to reach the right consumer, reach, you know, customers, et cetera, is, is a really important part of um, why brands come to us. And so um, as a part of that, you know, as as you've talked about with all, all of the changes in, in, in the space as it relates to both technology and, and regulation, et cetera, um, you know, it's really critical for us to kind of be sort of a, a steward for um, identifying the right partners and identifying the solutions that we see as sort of, um, you know, ha having um, like the, the right, um, like grounded in the right fundamentals of where the programmatic industry is heading as opposed to where the programmatic industry has been. And so when, when you ask what we do, you know, to be, to be honest, like it's, it's really, um, you know, making sure that we are working with the right partners and coming with the right solutions um, for our customers in a world of a lot of unknown, you know, in a world of uncertainty and also, quite frankly, um, you know, a, a landscape that is, um, you know, there, there's a lot of fodder and there's a lot of smoke and mirrors as it relates to cookie-less solutions and privacy, et cetera. And so, you know, we, we like to joke that, you know, there's typically, you know, a couple of camps of solutions and some of them you can sniff out pretty quickly that, we you know, whether or not there's going to be a lot of validity to the offering. Um, and some of the, you know, more well-known players in the space, obviously, um, who are, are leading the industry as it relates to change um, and targeting, but then also some more established players, you know, that we, we have seen, um, and Taylor will share some of our experiences with um, actually have legitimate offerings. And so that's really kind of the role we play is sort of like the independent arbiter of um, what, you know, what, what the landscape is going to, you know, ultimately look like in a, in a world where we don't know um, what the ultimate end game is going to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like the idea of you being a steward for brands, kind of taking them into the future. It sounds very Star Trek. 
I, I'm sure it's just like that when you work on it day to day. And maybe, Joe, I hope I can call you Joe, even though I'm not your mother. Maybe you could tell us um, a bit about M6. Yeah, absolutely. So M6, uh, we're a global uh, media network, a full service media agency who sit part of Group M. And as a programmatic team, we provide end-to-end programmatic solutions on behalf of our clients. What we really try to do is champion addressability, innovation, and really set up teams which are built to pioneer new and innovative, innovative solutions for our clients, which really answer the challenges that they face within their respective industries. And obviously, with the beauty of programmatic and how that delivers media, we don't restrict our remit to certain channels or certain screens, but think more about what the best solutions are to reach our target audience and hit those business objectives. Perfect. Okay, so I feel Justin Sestewer, Joe, you're the wayfinder helping the brands find the way. So I think we've got a good team on this call, and I'd love to know... Um, how you guys feel. Are you prepared for a cookie-less future? Maybe Justin and Taylor, I can turn this over to whichever one of you wants to weigh in. Do you feel like your clients are prepared yet? Um, I can go first quickly and then I'll pass it off to Taylor. But I, I think we're, we're prepared in the sense that we have enough testing under our belt to know um, what is you know, what, what has potential and what, like where we, um, where we need to be spending our time. Uh, oftentimes we'll, we'll use an analogy of fishing. Like if you're fishing with one pole, then you're only going to catch one fish. But if you have multiple poles in the water, then you might catch multiple fish. And so we don't necessarily know which pole is going to catch the fish to use a terrible analogy, but we know that we need multiple. Um, and so, you know, I would say if anyone says they're prepared, they're probably um, kidding themselves uh, because heck, even even Google's not quite prepared for it as as we've talked about with you know Flock and a lot of the, the things that that they're trying to do to push um, some of the change through some of the industry boards and things of that nature. Um, but you know, for it's not for lack of trying and testing. It's more just a function of you know where where the industry sits at this point. And to add on to that, um, just based on also Justin's terrible analogy about fishing, um, we can, you know, test and test and test and test. That's going to be the buzzword of today is testing. But at the end of the day, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, the next day, the day after that, as Rohini pointed out. Um, so in terms of preparedness, we are at a state where we're comfortable, but definitely not resting on our laurels. We have to continue on because tomorrow there's going to be a new ID solution, a new vendor, a new audience segment that, you know, is going to promise us a future-proof solution. But we have to test that and prove out its validity before we can say for sure this is going to work. What I think has been really encouraging, particularly around this whole topic, is how engaged and how much attention clients and brands seem to be placing on the topic and ensuring that the, the data that they've got available is in a usable format and really kind of engaging with the, the opportunities we're putting in front of them, which aren't using cookies and uh, be able to put those data solutions ahead of them. But I think as an agency, we are as prepared as we possibly can be. Uh, the delay from Google is obviously uh, provided a bit more time to get ready, but it's also meant that the topics maybe lost a lot of impetus they probably had 12 months ago. And, and the reality is, look, 
a large part of the, the industry is still making huge amounts of revenue based on cookie-based solutions and still still able to provide those solutions to advertisers and media agencies. And they're working to some extent and, and doing well. But I think what we're really kind of encouraging to, to see over the next 12 months is how solutions can start to develop and grow to offer more scale when it comes to things like using CRM data and matching data with publisher data and make it more viable and an easier route towards activation for agencies and brands. And we're definitely starting to see movement there. And I think it yeah, goes back to that that uh, uh, fishing pole in a pond. We, we're really kind of looking for every opportunity to test the solutions that come to market because... I don't think um, we're naive enough to think that there's going to be one silver bullet and one solution which will work for advertisers in the future. And what we want to get to a point of is knowing what is available in the market. So when our clients come to us with a challenge, we can identify what works for them, what maybe doesn't work for them, so we can prioritize certain solutions over others. That makes sense. And I think you make a good point about not getting complacent and thinking more time means don't don't use it to test. Um, Taylor, it would be really interesting to hear anything that your real life clients have been doing to prepare. Absolutely. Um, first party data that is going to be, in my opinion, the foundation of a future proof strategy. Um, I think before, you know, we had cookies, um, we were kind of relying more on retargeting and dynamic, but that pivotal shift is happening because third-party cookies are obviously deprecating. 2023, now that could change. Um, as we all know, Google can be a little finicky with dates. Um, but what this has allowed us to do is really fine-tune our first-party strategy. So being able to segment out more of our CRM audience list, looking at lifetime value, different segments, and being able to figure out what is going to work for us in the future when cookies are no longer available? And I think it's a, a two-pronged thing. So I think both on the agency side and then the client side, it's really pushing us to look at data at a more granular level, which is great. Um, I think, you know, as it stands right now, we are making that shift. Um, not slowly. Obviously, we want to do this as quickly as possible because 2023 is very much approaching quickly. Um, so we are starting to make that shift across all of my clients into, all right, let's look at first party data. Let's look at the mid funnel. Let's look at the upper funnel. Let's switch from, you know, an ROI KPI to more of a CPV, CPC standpoint. So we're not necessarily looking at direct attribution, but more of, all right, let's bring visitors to site in a cost efficient manner. Yeah, I think um, probably the first half of last year and maybe even before then, a lot of uh, time and effort was spent in educating clients to make sure that they had really strong foundation uh, on the topic. As you can imagine, it's hugely complex. And as we've heard already, there's lots of nuances to, towards what the future of identity really means. But what we try to do is prioritize ensuring every different stakeholder that we would speak to had a foundation understanding of the topic. So then we could start to have more action-led conversations about what does this mean particularly for their business and what do we need to have in place over the next three months, six months, 12 months 
um, so that they were ready for uh, a cookie uh, cookieless world. Um, and that's been kind of absolutely brilliant. And those sorts of conversations have led to really interesting opportunities. But what it's also meant is we start to shift the sort of people we're having conversations with. It's not just a media agency talking to a marketing person on a brand side. You also need to bring in stakeholders when it comes to things like legal, CRM and Marcoms, because that is a world that they've a world and the language that they've talked about for so long. And actually bringing them into the conversation meant that we could fast track some of the testing that we needed to do. Well, I think that's a really interesting point, how actually the changing cookies has brought in a whole new group of people to the conversation. So obviously we are talking about cookies here, but first party data has never been more important. Everybody wants it. Does first party data play a big role in how you partner, get results or inform your clients' decisions? Have clients been changing anything about their first party strategies? Um, Justin. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the things that we have really started to focus a lot more on is valid endpoints for first-party data. So in addition to what Taylor mentioned about just thinking a bit more critically about your own customer assets, it's also thinking more critically about where you're sending those assets. And, um, you know, I, I would remiss be remiss if I didn't talk about our partnership with Quantcast a bit and how you know, they, they do sit in a very, um, very unique space with their publisher relationships and, and also too with um, how they have represented uh, publisher audiences for, for quite some time. And so, you know, we've talked about Google, but I think they're, they're one partner for us that, you know, has, has really come to the forefront of um, being able to allow us to, you know, as we think about those endpoints and, um, you know, everyone uses the term walled garden, but the, you know, the, the reality is that, you know, a, a lot of these, um, a lot of these platforms have become very adept at monetizing the, the audiences that they, they own and operate. And so, you know, for us, it's, it's important for us to have independent, you know, um, independent players in the open web and who also represent the publisher side uh, of, of the, the audience token. So, um, you know, I would think for sure that we're, we're, we're definitely advancing our conversations around the first party element, but it also is sort of what the end point is. And then also too, like, how does that represent the ecosystem? Because, you know, another element of the conversation that we have is, you know, for, for many years and, you know, anyone who's been in programmatic as long as, you know, as long as I have knows that there's been this sort of like downward pressure on, on monetization of publisher audiences in the open web, which is ultimately not good for uh, the ecosystem, especially if you're a content producer and you're, you know, uh, you know, you're an owner of audiences. And I think we, as buyers and as brand stewards, you know, owe it to our publisher partners and our tech partners to also, um, you know, create an equitable, equitable value exchange for the assets that you own for the you know, customer assets that our brands own, and then sort of ultimately what is that endpoint, um, which for us is, is really important. And, you know, Google's a great partner of ours, but that's also, you know, that, that they, they, they represent a certain element of that. Um, and we feel like it's important for us to also, you know, make sure that we're, we're finding partners like a Quantcast who, um, you know, are, are, are representing, you know, a, a larger portion of the ecosystem, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, I think that's a really important point about everybody flourishing and having value in the ecosystem that actually it doesn't benefit anybody for there to be less value in it. And Taylor, do you have anything to add about um, the work that you guys have been doing with Quantcast? Absolutely. Um, So we have been leveraging Quantcast for the past several years, both as a prospecting and a retargeting partner. Um, Back in October, they actually approached us to test into their cookie-less environment beta. Um, And as testing is at the forefront of pretty much everything that we're doing, we jumped at the opportunity and it was fantastic. Um, Originally, we launched um, this particular campaign targeting both cookie-less and then cookie environments just to help with initial scale. Um, But as we moved through the campaign, we eliminated the cookie environment um, and only targeted cookie-less environments. So the Firefox, the safaris of the world to see what kind of penetration we could actually achieve with that and found amazing results the first few months that we ran the beta. That's really interesting. So you sort of did a simulation of what the market would be. Correct. Yes. Mm, That's really interesting. And maybe, maybe Joe, I can get you to talk a bit about um, what you've been doing with first-party data at M6 and then maybe come on to um, anything you've been testing too. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the, the way that we see the, the targeting challenge with regards to the future of identity and cookies being removed is, is twofold. How do we continue to target the audience cohorts which our vendors currently make available, which are primarily built on cookies currently? And then also, how do we use first-party data in, in cookie-less environments? And as an agency, we've always championed and valued the use of first-party data and prioritizing solutions which enable us to either utilize that data for lookalike modeling, uh, direct targeting, perhaps even measurement. Um, and that's really because as a data set from a, from a client's perspective and an advertiser's perspective, it's probably the, the richest and obviously most accurate data source that you can actually use on behalf of your advertising. So that's been really kind of crucial and, and we really see it as kind of a, a fundamental part of how we will buy media in the future. And I don't think necessarily anything changes in terms of strategy. Uh, what I think we'll start to see is that uh, the use of first-party data will represent a greater part of o- your overall programmatic media approach compared to current kind of data methods, maybe things like third-party data. And what will really change is the technology that you need to use in order to make that first-party data uh, usable and valuable. That could be things like data clean rooms, it could be AI, cloud processing, or solutions that our vendors have provided into us, like the Comcast solution, which we've which we've used. And and that's been absolutely amazing because Comcast has been a value partner for, for M6 and our clients for a number of years now. So when they came to us with similar to the Taylor and Justin had mentioned an opportunity to test their new solution, it felt like a bit of a no-brainer because we were already doing great work with them and actually if we were just shifting our current approach for our clients and utilizing the solution which added on cookie-less environments and cookie-less ways of targeting an existing audience using the technology that Rohini has already taken us through it was it was a bit of a win-win for us because we managed to test a new solution and see what the capabilities were on behalf of our, our clients but what was also crucial is being able to isolate the the two different sources of audiences, ones that were built on cookies and ones that weren't built on cookies. So we could show not only the value we were getting from this approach to our clients, but also be able to deliver 
insights. And it, it really is a fundamental approach. I was actually in a meeting a couple of weeks ago uh, where we talked about the UK market and how uh, internet activity, around about 50% of it, happens in, in uh, cookie-less environments. So if you're using a solution which is only cookie-based, you pretty much exclude 50% of your, your potential target audience. So having that kind of... Uh, uh, hybrid approach to targeting both cookies and non-cookies is absolutely crucial um, and definitely something that I would kind of advise anyone who's uh, um, watching today to really start to prioritise in terms of their overall approach. That's really interesting and I'm liking how we're hearing about the kind of real life application and how you're able to simulate that. Um, what were your clients able to understand or what have you been able to understand from using um, the Quantcast platform about different insights and audience behaviours? Is there anything you can share with us or is it all top secret? Come on, um, not all top secret. <laughs> Joe, tell me everything. I think what we've been able to show them is, is by... Utilising cookie solutions, we're getting incremental audiences and incremental reach targeting people who were previously excluded from our, our approach because we were reliant on just only cookie-based solutions. And just being able to prove that really kind of uh, rubber stamps our, our approach and particularly helps um, crystallise the, the priority and importance of any sort of testing when it comes to the future of identity. Great. Taylor, anything else um, you could share with us? I think Joe said it best. There's the incrementality aspect of it. We're finally hitting audiences that we weren't necessarily able to prior to um, being able to target cookie environments. Um, from a more practical standpoint, after running this campaign for the past several months, I think one thing that is very obvious is this um, these environments are very cost efficient right now. Um, so from a CPM perspective, it has been absolutely astounding. Um, I think a large part of that is competition is, it, it's, you know, not huge right now in these spaces. So it is a great time to test into it and really figure out what is going to work for you. Um, what we've seen, again, from a cost efficiency standpoint is it's invaluable at this point, um, so much so that we are continuing to run this as an always on effort. Um, again, because we can't deny that one, from a CPM perspective, fantastic, but we're also beginning to see CPAs decrease as well. And we're able to compare that to our um, campaign that does target cookie environments. So we can do an apple, well, maybe not necessarily an apples to apples comparison, but we can look at campaign A versus campaign B and really prove out performance that way. And from what we're seeing from an in-platform perspective, CPAs are very quickly encroaching on um, the environments with cookies. So definitely want to continue funding that to the best of our abilities. Okay, so it feels like a few really good surprises have been thrown yeah. up by your um, all your experiences here. How, you know, how tricky is this stuff to test? Is it easy to test? Should the people watching be nervous about jumping in if they haven't yet? Absolutely not. It was, I don't want to say it was as easy as flipping a switch, um, but we were very fortunate to have both the Quantcast engineers and our account team pretty much holding our hands um, the entire way. I want to credit them with a lot of the success because they were the ones setting up meetings, getting all the back end work set up for us. So by the time that we were ready to launch, we felt like we were in a great place. Um, we were having meetings, again, going over recommendations, optimizations, and then as a two-way part conversation, 
we were able to give them feedback how to better improve the beta. So by the time they are ready to go, quote unquote, public with it, um, it will be ready to go and it's operating at you know the most efficient point of view that it can be. So we're almost out of time, but I wanted to ask you guys um, an important question, which is what's next? And I want to ask you a two-part question, actually. What do you see in the future without um, third-party cookies? And if each of you would give one thing, a bit like I asked Rohini, what should you do today or tomorrow to move things forward? Okay, Joe, I'm going to come to you first. Thanks for that. Um, I think... What's next, particularly from an M6 perspective, is, is a lot more testing, but also focusing on diversifying the type of tests that we're doing. We've done brilliant work, as has already been mentioned, with likes of Quantcast in terms of our targeting of audiences and cohorts and lookalike modelling. We we'll also want to look at uh, solutions uh, which don't use cookies when it comes to uh, matching first-party data or even measurement, which is obviously a big challenge when, when cookies are, are, are removed. Um, but I think in terms of... What do we see the future uh, with our third-party cookies? I think my big bet is what we'll start to see is a bit more of a shift towards uh, greater focus of quality content and quality publishers. Programmatic has been brilliant at driving huge amounts of efficiencies for, for over a decade now, but it's probably had a side effect where a lot of media um, spend and media pounds have shifted away from quality premium publishers, perhaps a bit too much to the long tail because... Uh, the auction dynamics have favoured uh, more efficient, more effective CPMs. And actually, if you're looking to utilise your first-party data with a publisher's first-party data, you're going to start to move towards the audiences who have the bigger audience, and the ones who have the biggest audience have the most quality content. So I think that's one of the real kind of positives uh, that we'll start to see as a knock-on effect um, from kind of the, the degradation of third-party cookies. And I guess what I'd do today slash tomorrow, um, I would absolutely start thinking about um, what is what do I want to get out of my either my first party data or my programmatic solutions in terms of testing of of cookie solutions. Is it measurement? Is it targeting? Is it something else? And I would start to engage with agency partners and tech vendors in the market to start to identify what testing opportunities they can provide. And as, as Taylor mentioned, more often than not, they're all absolutely there to help support you in getting that activity live. And actually, it's probably not as difficult as you first expected it to be. Perfect. So, um, Taylor, I'm going to come to you now. Um, what's going to come up in future and what's your piece of advice for today or tomorrow? I mean, for the sake of sounding like a broken record, I'm going to completely reiterate what Rohini said, and that's test, 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 and test. Those are going to be the four fundamental um, advice that I could give anyone at this point. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we do not know what tomorrow, what the next month, the next year is going to bring us, but we do know what we have today. Um, and all we can do is plan and prepare as much as we can. Um, obviously, the time to start testing into these solutions is now. Um, definitely don't wait. Uh, you want to have a solid foundation in place by the time cookies do deprecate in 2023. Perfect. I wish I had a tailor in my life who could kick me into action on many things. Um, Justin, you do have a tailor in your life, but what do you think the future is going to hold and um, what's your advice? I mean, that's a very existential question for you to ask, but, um, <laughs> and I don't know that anyone has the right answer. And so, you know, for the, for the sake of maybe 
leveling it up a bit from what Taylor and, and Joseph have said, I think the way that we kind of think about it as an organization is that the, um, you know, the, the way in which humans and consumers interact with media and content and technology is an evolution and it's ongoing. And you had many players in the space who are making big bets outside of sort of the more traditional web-based experiences. And so for us, at least, I think what's next just means keeping an open mind about where that evolution is heading. Also, keeping it grounded in human terms and real terms, um, as opposed to, you know, I think Joseph said it best, like just, you know, focusing on the short term as it relates to pricing and, and performance and things like that, and more about approaching it, you know, from a, um, you know, going back to the steward analogy of, you know, ushering our, our partners and our brands, you know, into a world where, you know, we, we know that, you know, human computer technology interaction is, is going to be, you know, an ongoing process. And I, I don't think that's a, a programmatic issue. I don't think it's a, an advertising issue. I think it's just the nature of the world we live in today. And so I think if we, if we ground ourselves in that at a macro level, it also allows us to make some pretty good bets on a, on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, you know, with our partners and our, our customers. So that was a bit existential. I don't know if that answers your question, but no, I think it's good. We've covered everything um, here in this conversation from kind of top level strategy, from simulation, right through to kind of actually the human side and the real value that real life consumers actually need to feel and get for their data, which I think is really important. So we've covered a whole load of topics. I hope for the audience, this has really helped inform and enlighten you and make you feel less scared about the cookie-less future. If you want to watch again or share with a colleague, you'll be able to find this session anytime on demand at Advertising Week. Thank you so much, Justin, Joseph, Taylor, Rahini, and our partners at Quantcast. It's been great. Who knew in this session we would cover so many topics, but I think the cookie-less future looks pretty bright. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. For more content like this, or to find out more about Advertising Week's world-leading events for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, visit www.advertisingweek.com. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and give us a rating on your favorite podcast store. Chaptering and other structural elements for this podcast are powered by Snackable AI. With the ability to unify all content in one place, have AI distill the best insights instantaneously, and share them seamlessly, businesses on Snackable create more relevant value for their audiences faster than ever before. Learn more at snackable.ai.